Hello and welcome back to the Home and Away Days podcast. I am your host for today, Luke, and it is only just me, unfortunately. No James. Now, there is a good reason for that, which I will reveal shortly. But first of all, if you haven't listened to episodes one and two so far, I do recommend you go back and do so. So before the new season starts, we are doing a recap of all the away games we visited last season giving you a quick run through before we get into the hardcore trip that we're going to have to take this season. So I hope you enjoy listening to all the old ones, getting ready for the new season. Now, the reason this is a solo podcast today is purely because James did not go to this one away day with myself. So we missed a few as a couple, uh, as a twosome, but there were uh, ones that I was able to make and this was the one. Uh, the, The good reasoning behind it for myself was it was on a Tuesday so unfortunately with James's work schedule couldn't get it off and there was uh, a decent reasoning why so as you'll have seen in the title today's trip saw uh, myself go to Portsmouth so just to put that into context for a Tuesday night game the coach that I had to take because I don't drive unfortunately left at quarter to 12 so impossible if you work a nine-to-five you would have had no chance uh, and that's something I did want to speak about um, as part of the experience. So uh, let me just start with with that. Um, one thing I am quite annoyed about is that a game of this distance can be played on a Tuesday night. Now, I understand and I am completely sympathetic. It was due to take place on a Saturday. However, due to international call-ups for both teams, I think more so... On our side, it did mean it had to be moved and the only accommodation was a Tuesday during the midweek. So obviously there is an understanding there, but this is one thing that I really would like maybe in future seasons for something to uh, be put into place to protect um, like this. Because uh, as you'll have seen, uh, as you can see, if you go check the attendance, it was a a lesser following from um, the Bolton fans as it would have been on a, on a weekend and you can see uh, a good example of um, a, a reflection of this is Plymouth. Now Plymouth, I must admit they are very good travellers. They always travel in big numbers, same as um, Derby, Sheffield Wednesday in this division. And obviously, you know, in championship, you've got Sunderland who do it well. I believe Middlesbrough and, and in the Premier League, you have some amazing travelling fans. But I'll, I'll use Plymouth as, as an example, purely because they're in their own isolated area. I mean, apart from Plymouth and Exeter, where they have their local derby, the closest game isn't necessarily close. It's not like Bolton playing Wigan, which is down the road, or even like Bolton to Derby. So when you take that into perspective, and on a Tuesday night when a a rearranged fixture is moved to, because that's the only availability, if you look at cup games uh, that have been played and how that works, it really does put you in an unfortunate position where you know, you know, you have to play this game, but you are going to lose out on quite a lot of away support. And uh, as was evident and as can be seen at any other club who do this. So, you know, there are ways they could fix it. I, I'm no expert, but, you know, you could extend the season by a couple of weeks just so you've got an extra Saturday. Um, you could have, you know, more frequent breaks. Uh, just so, like, say, if, if there is an international call-up, then there's another weekend available. But there are ways of fixing it, and it's something I hope they do in the future, but that's that's beside the point. So, just to set the mood, sat on the coach, quarter to 12. I believe we didn't get there, um, and obviously adding in a half an hour stop on the coach, which you don't get a choice. It's 
for a driver swap. So I believe we arrived at the stadium about half past six. Uh, it was a lot of traffic and it was, I mean, before you've even started getting to the away day, you drained. I mean, I know you're only sitting on a coach, but it was sitting on a coach just trying to pass time. And it, it just felt like such a long trip. And especially when you're going on your own, I mean, there was, you know, you'd be able to talk to anyone on, on a coach. Usually it's the more um, friendly and uh, older generation who get the coach. So there's lots of people to talk to, lots of ways to pass the time, but such a draining uh, trip. And then, you know, you've got the game on top and then the trip back. So really does take it out of you. But we get there and first impressions is it, it looks at a decent stadium. I mean, you know, it wasn't too long ago, um, you know, Portsmouth found themselves in the Premier League uh, going back to the early 2000s. So it, it's a, a stadium fit for purpose. It looks quite large. Um, it was presented well. There's, you know, a, a decent area for the away support. So they are prepared, unlike, you know, some of the teams in this league and, you know, the league below and even the league above in certain cases. Um, one thing I will say, is the staff as soon as we got there the the staff that were greeting us at the away section absolutely lovely um it's very easy as as staff for an away game to have um this attitude of we're going to treat you uh not too favorably because we know you're going to cause trouble but these these staff were uh, they went above and beyond they were so friendly they were having a joke with you i mean obviously you can't see me but i'm i'm a younger gentleman so it can kind of be easy to lump you in with the the thug initiative, if you like. And, you know, it's sometimes easier for the older generations to kind of get a, a lot more leniency. But they were they were very fair. They they weren't assuming any stereotypes. And that I, I really did enjoy that that part of the experience. That was fantastic. So we're, we move on from, from that. And then we get to the food and drink. Now, um, it's one of... Many clubs now who are, um, you know, Bolton do the same. It's cashless, which catches you off guard at first with an away game. But, you know, it's very simple. Everyone has a card or a phone these days. No issues there. I did, I must admit, I got a hot dog and it was so good. Like, do you know when you can get a hot dog bun and it's more of like a baguette? Well, this this wasn't, it was the size of a baguette, but it was so soft and the, the hot dog itself wasn't anything special, but... Because it was not not what I was expecting. I was expecting this crusty, dry. But it was it was really good. And for a Tuesday night, it would have been easy to you know just get lumped with some burnt pies or <laughs> some horrible food. But I must admit, it, it was really good. And obviously, they they do have burger vans you know scattered around the outside of the stadium. Uh, but I think I made the right call. Wait until I get there because with the burger vans, it from the from where they're positioned. I think it's very much communal, so there's not necessarily an away um, burger van. It, it, it's very much situated on where everyone comes out, and I, I will sort of touch on that slightly afterward. But no complaints from the food and drink. Price-wise, I believe the hot dog and a drink was about a fiver. It, it was quite decently priced, um, which surprised me, you know, being on the south coast. You'd think, you know, sort of you'd be paying like London premium, but no, it, it was very fairly uh, priced for the area. Um Sort of, and then we'll move on to you know the actual game itself. Uh, one thing I will say about Pompey fans is they they are vocal. Um, it, it's hard to say they're not they because uh, obviously we had the experience just beforehand of playing them twice in one week um, in the Papa John's Trophy in the league and their away support 
those games was quite respectable and it was quite a rough period they were going through and they were very vocal then and, and at home they were no different um a slight issue i did have is again sort of this issue where you have the placement of certain fans next to the away section so next to us on the right hand side as away fans were the home fans continued but it was the very young ones so we're talking maybe 15 16 18 at most uh, age wise so obviously they're getting very rowdy and you know as as the game's going on um we did go one nil up so obviously the abuse started coming they pull it back to one one they go and win three one um clinically you know they controlled the game in the later stages so those fans were rampant but it felt very much hard to give it back because again it's it, it's hard as an away fan to verbally abuse children effectively you know it's it's not becoming of, of what you'd expect i mean a grown adult because you know you can give it back and there's this similar level of exchange you have but when it's with teenagers it just doesn't feel like you're able to you know, reciprocate but like i say I, I must commend the home fans because even when they were one nil down they sort of dragged their players through it and they got them to the point where um, they were able to then equalise, take the lead and then kill off the game. Um, I believe the main sort of hardcore fans were on the opposite side and it, it sounded like they were right next to you. They were so vocal and I, I must try and commend the Bolton fans. We did try to lift the spirits. Uh, obviously, when the goal went in, we you know we were loving life and enjoying it. And then, you know, when you can see three goals without reply, it did kind of kill off um, ourselves. But again, you know, this is what you expect if you've been traveling on a coach for six, seven hours. It's very hard to sort of back the team for the full 90 minutes. And that did show it did um, end up quite fatigued in the away section. But, you know, no complaints really over the standard of the game. It was if you were a neutral, you'd have probably enjoyed it. Portsmouth, you'd have definitely enjoyed it. Um, as as a Bolton fan, it was enjoyable enough. It was quite nice to see, um, you know, that this was kind of my first... Uh, experience on my own and one thing I did want to kind of talk about is safety so in the ground I must admit I did feel quite safe you know with the introduction um, how segregated we were the stewards in the away section seemed decent enough you know they were, they were trying to be as helpful as they can for the away fans with flags and um, you know keeping the away fans under control trying not to let them get too close to uh, the home fans but you know the stewards inside were uh, extremely good and like I say in, in the stadium I felt safe as can be now my main issue which I will get into is leaving the stadium so one massive complaint I have and this isn't that just to remember if you are a Portsmouth fan listening this isn't just yourself and I imagine the you know there's quite a few uh, of the larger clubs who are expended, expecting bigger attendances have this problem, is that all the fans were dispersed into the same route. Now, in some stadiums, it's probably not too bad because, you know, there are different ways for everyone to, you know, uh, move to. Uh, there's probably three or four exits. With Portsmouth, not only is it one channel of footfall, so once, you know, just all fans going in the same direction, it's down pretty much a back alley. So you instantly, I remember coming out of the stadium because it was the way we came in and I didn't realise this was for the home fans as well. I thought, oh, well, this is the standard away uh, entry because it's right. it leads you right to the away, the away end. 
But no, it was it was a complete mix of home fans and away fans, and you know they've just won won three one, so obviously they're in good spirits. It's the first good result they've had, um, and, and you know they're starting to pull their season back a bit at that point. You know they're looking uh, really bright, and they've come out of that game on top. There was no question, and obviously we're coming out realizing we've got to take this massive coach trip home. We've just realistically been battered in the past. Uh, in the last 30 to 35 minutes. So we're not feeling great at all. And it just felt like it was, that was it. You're gone now, you know? So all this great stewarding and all this great um, supervision you had in the stadium. And then you just kind of left to your own devices. You know, you just walk down this back alley and, you know, God help you, you try and make it home. And and when you're trying to catch you know, the, the public coach um, for the, the away travelling supporters, there was no sort of signalling of where it would be. I mean, obviously, they did say, we'll pick you up where we've uh, dropped you off. But obviously, it's you know, you're there, it's the middle, like, it was pitch black when we got there. <laughs> it's hard to identify it. And, you know, you've got all these home fans and, and having a Bolton shirt on it, it did feel slightly uncomfortable. You know, the, the worst part is you've got these little kids, you know, giving it big ends because, you know, they're with the mums and the dads. So you, you're basically stuck. You know, you basically have to just keep your head down, keep walking. Because as soon as you say something, if I turn around, there's easily at least 20 to 20 Portsmouth fans to one Bolton fan. It's just asking for trouble, in my opinion. And it, it was one of those things that did really put a dampener on the experience, you know, to say it started off so well. The game, okay, there's not much we can do from that. But, you know, I felt safe, especially going on my own. This was a big, big test, you know, because um, as much as me and James love going, there are going to be some games where he might not uh, he might not be able to get there. I might not be able to get there. And then you do have to consider going on your own. And that that's something I, I, I would have to consider. Um, so definitely a, a, a sour note to end on for that Portsmouth experience. But... Um, again, it's not just them. Uh, I don't want to spoil other uh, episodes too much, but they are not the only team to do so. And again, it realistically isn't so much a Portsmouth issue. It's more of a policing issue, I believe, um, because they're the ones who should realistically have a presence to make sure there's no trouble. And and like I said, luckily, there wasn't any while I was uh, leaving. I I couldn't tell you afterward, but I, I didn't hear anything which was a good sign. So... In a nutshell, that was the, the solo experience. Um, so I, I know me and James do a regular league table and it's obviously hard to put this one in in it, but I, I can obviously put it in mind. So in, in terms of where I'd rank out of the teams we've done so far, so just to recap, that's Forest Green, Accrington Stanley, Cambridge United and Shrewsbury. Um, I definitely think if it, if it wasn't for... After full time, Portsmouth would have been top easily because it was a lovely ground. The food was it, it was great. The atmosphere, you know, you, you couldn't complain. They were the home fans were so loud, and it, at times it was it was deafening. And the away fans, you know, we tried to rally, but obviously it wasn't going our way. So it would have definitely been top. But because of that sort of leaving experience and generally not feeling comfortable, not feeling safe, obviously, you know, this is no disrespect to any Portsmouth fan the majority of you are probably so friendly uh, easy to have a conversation with but when it's pitch black at night and you're leaving after a loss and you, you don't know who you're being dispersed into whether it be the family section or the hardcores it, it really affected my confidence of, of going again so I would probably say I would rank them third 
overall. And like I say, if it was a Saturday afternoon and given if I was with someone, so if me and James went together, I probably would have kept them top. But as, as a sole experience, it is unfair, and which is realistically why I won't sort of look too much into it in the standings and, and this season don't worry they don't mean nothing it's just our personal opinion but um one thing i did want to mention as well is the cost uh 24 pounds it was for just an adult ticket just myself i won't include the coach ticket because that would be silly seeing as we've not done it before and it doesn't really matter but 24 pounds on its own is actually respectable i think for that area you know south coast generally you do see a price um, increase as you go down south. So to say it was on par with, I believe, Cambridge um, was £24. That's actually quite respectable for what once was a Premier League stadium. I mean, I couldn't exactly advise you if it still would be by today's standards because it's so hard to tell uh, with how much it's advanced. And to be honest, I've not been to a Premier League stadium in that long being a Bolton fan. So it, it was a fantastic stadium, good food, but just let down, unfortunately, at the end by the fan disbursement. So that that's it. This is the only game we're going to talk about. Um, going forward, we might consider doing solo episodes, but I just feel, you know, given the fact I was the only one to go, it makes a lot more sense. And it it's not really fair for me to have James here and basically just stay quiet or ask me questions like it's an interview. So we've done that now. Portsmouth has ticked off the list. Would I go again? Saturday with someone else, I would probably would. I must admit, it would be. I know James wants to go this season coming up. Uh, we obviously we'd go anyway, but he didn't get to do it, so we we are gonna go this season. If it was on a Tuesday night, even if I was going with someone, I probably wouldn't be able to do it because James couldn't go. But I, I wouldn't do it on my own on a Tuesday night, unfortunately. But again, that's probably the case for many of them that we're gonna uh, be reviewing coming up. So obviously, you still are going to have your scheduled episode um with the four teams that were previously mentioned on episode two if you if you don't know who they are you're cheating you've not listened to episode two go and listen to it um but this is kind of like a little bonus episode that was the only solo experience we've had and hopefully uh, we won't have too many ex- experience of this going forward but you know this is the risk with with work-life balance you've got to unfortunately miss some games and uh, unfortunately for james this was the one he had to miss so Thank you very much for listening to me drone on on my own. I apologise if it's not as exciting as when uh, I have James here, but we'll try to make sure this is the only time it happens. And if you have any comments, if you are a Portsmouth fan, or even if you're a Bolton fan and you have any comments on that game or any comments about the upcoming season, do let us know because we'd love to uh, you know, read out some of those comments, get involved in any ways we can. But thank you very much for listening and have a great evening. We'll see you later. Thank you.